0: Hello students, today I will be dealing with an elementary school classroom in a slum by Stephen Spender. Now he is the same Stephen Spender that we talked in Poets and Pancakes and he talks about this classroom where he feels that these children who live in the slum, they are facing social injustice and class inequalities. Now he says, far far from these gusty waves these children's faces. He says, a childhood that should be full of enthusiasm, full of happiness. Now these children don't have that kind of childhood. In fact their faces, their lives, they like the excitement of childhood. They, There is no inspiration provided to them. Like rootless weeds. Now the very fact that he uses the word like here, it's a simile. He calls them rootless weeds. If you've ever seen the water hyacinth floating in uh, the rivers you'll find that it goes along the same way wherever the water goes. It follows the same path of the water. Now it doesn't have any roots. Here he calls them weeds. Weeds are unwanted plants. Now he says like rootless weeds. So these children they are not provided with any direction and they are unwanted. The hair torn round their parlour. Now their hair are unkempt. If you remember your own childhood, your parents wouldn't let you step out of the house before combing your hair. But these children are so unkempt, their hair are all over the place. They've never combed them. The tall girl with a weighed down head. Now the question that is often asked is, why is the tall girl's head weighed down? You know, girls generally, they reach puberty earlier and they become taller faster. Now this girl's head is weighed down. One, because she's saddled with all the responsibilities of the house when her parents go out to work. Secondly, she's embarrassed to be in that situation. You know, at 12 years, 13 years of age, nobody wants to be seen as somebody poor. The paper seeming boy with rat's eyes. Now paper seeming boy again a metaphor that is used. Now, Why paper seeming? That means he is as thin as paper with rat's eyes. Have you ever seen a rat? It is always hungry. It is always looking for food. So he says that these children have rat's eyes. They are hungry. They are malnourished. So it becomes a metaphor again. The, stand lucky, the stunted, unlucky heir of twisted. Now, there are children there in the classroom who, you know, they've inherited the diseases from their parents. Now, he calls this child, he, he says his growth is below normal. He's an unlucky heir of twisted bones. Obviously, he has a bone disease, so it could be rickets. Reciting a father's gnarled disease. Now, gnarled is something that screams, it is normally used for wild beasts. Now here he uses the word nalt to emphasize on the fact that the disease is so prominent that it is visible from far. You don't have to go very near to see that the child is suffering from this disease. His lesson from his desk. Now this child is sitting on his desk and he is reciting his lesson. At the back of the dim class, one unnoted, sweet and young. Now there is this one child in this class who has ambitions but just because he is different from the other children who want to have fun, who do not want to study, he is unnoted both by the students of the class as well as the teachers. His eyes live in a dream. He is very ambitious of squirrels game. Now although he is ambitious, he doesn't know how to achieve his ambition. So he is confused. Have you ever seen a squirrel? It runs down the tree, it will come half across the road, then it will get confused, run back, then come back again. So this child is also uh, confused about how to reach his goal and that is why he is distracted in a tree room other than his. Now this child doesn't belong in this classroom. He belongs to a better school and since he is distracted, He is unable to pay any attention in class. He is just whiling away his time. On sour cream walls donations. Now when this school was probably made at that time, it was painted. And the money for that paint and the building of the school, it came through donations. Over a period of time, it's neglected. It's, you know, the writer says, sour cream walls. So it is... It is very distasteful. Nobody would like to go and study in that classroom. Shakespeare said. Now there are various posters in this classroom. One is that of a Shakespeare's bust. Cloudless at dawn. Now these people, they live in the slums. If you've seen it in the movies, well it has very very small uh, pathways. It is dirty in the evening. There are so many people who are burning the angitis, and it's full of smoke. Now the writer says, cloudless at dawn. They have never seen the beauty of dawn, the clear skies. Civilized dome riding all cities. Now civilized dome is a transferred epithet for tall buildings. The irony is that these slums develop around places where there where there are tall buildings because these people come to help in their construction and then they stay on. Now in these tall buildings well all the educated lot stays. And in these slums, well they are totally uneducated, they are totally uncared for. They are so near yet so far. Belled, flowery Tyrolese Valley. Now there is also a poster of the Tyrolese Valley which is supposed to be one of the most beautiful places in this world. Open-handed map. Now open-handed map is a map that shows all the bounties of the world. All the places that have that are supposed to be beautiful, they have something to offer. Awarding the world, its world. Now, very often you are asked the question, which two worlds is the writer talking about? Now, the first world is the world of the slum. It is awarding their world, the children of the slum, its world. It's trying to show them that these kind of places are there in the world, but There is nobody to guide them to achieve uh, the uh, the way of going to these places. And yet for these children, these windows, not this map, their world. He says, for these children living in the slum, what they see outside the window, which is the slum again, that is their actual world and not the map, uh, not the world shown by the map where all their futures painted with fog. Now just like fog blurs everything, you can't see anything clearly. Similar, similarly, there is hopelessness, there is lack of empathy, there is uh, there is a total confusion as far as the future of these children is concerned. They really don't know where there are he- they are headed. A narrow street sealed in with a lead sky a narrow street they live restricted lives they haven't seen life beyond the slum sealed in with a lead sky lead sky is a metaphor for sad monotonous toxic smog area so they they have only seen that congested living there are they are congested, congested lanes poor sunlight darkness surrounds them all those things Far, far from rivers, capes and stars of words. Now, their, their actual life is far away from whatever is shown in these posters of rivers, of capes. What are capes? Capes are uh, a piece of land that is surrounded by water on three sides. You know, you, you go to Kanyakumari. Kanyakumari is, was also called Cape Comoran. There is Cape of Good Hope in Africa. There is Cape Horn in South America. So these these children's lives are far away from all this. Stars of words. Stars of words is again a metaphor for education. They are talking about Shakespeare here. The poster is of Shakespeare. Yet there is no education that is being imparted here. Surely Shakespeare is wicked. Now this question is often asked, why is Shakespeare wicked? Now if you look at, Shakespeare per se he was known as the father of English drama and no education is imparted here. Secondly he wrote about affluent and rich people. These children can't identify with those people. That is why he is considered wicked. The map a bad example with ships and sun and love tempting them to steal. Now map is a bad example. Why? Because map shows them the beautiful places, map shows them the good life. But it does not tell them how to achieve those things. So these children, they take shortcuts. If you if you are aware of the slums, well, most of the wrong things, they start from there, whether it is, you know, stealing or drugs or whatever. So these children are tempted to take the shortcut and earn money in a quick manner. From for lives that slyly turn in their camp holes from fog till endless night, for lives that slyly turn, they don't even come to know how their life passes them by. You know, if you look at the slums, well, they would have probably started with four people living in them. Yet now, you know, uh, there, although the number of the number of family members have increased, but they're still living in these small dwellings, cramped holes is a metaphor for dwellings, they are small dwellings. From fog till endless night, now from fog till endless night is an antithesis. These children they move from bleakness to death, now there are three kinds of poetic devices that are used. You have oxymorons, now oxymorons are uh, you know they are opposites that are used together for example, I say disagreeably pleasant. It is disagreeable also and pleasant also. Then you have antithesis. There are two opposites that are joined together in a sentence. For example, from fog till endless night. And you have the paradox. Paradox is two opposite connotations given within the same on their slag heap, these children wear skins peeped through by bones. Now, on their slag heap, slag is it is a waste material that is taken out when iron ore is melted. So, basically, he is talking about the uh, you know slag could, uh, slag heap could stand for two things. One could be their wasted bodies because they are malnourished; they have not eaten properly. The other could also be the slum area where you know there's garbage all around there's no cleanliness and so on these children wear skins peeped through by bones they're completely malnourished and spectacles of steel with mended glass now if you've seen these small rag pickers they'll pick up anything of value if they like something they'll pick it up they'll probably mend it mend a pair of glasses with the tape and they would wear them and roam around So he says that these children wear spectacles of steel with mended glass. Like bottle bits on stones. Now like bottle bits on stones becomes a simile. Now what does the writer mean by this? He says just like if you shatter a a glass bottle on a piece of stone it breaks into million pieces. You can never put it together again. Similarly these children's dreams are also shattered. They have nothing to look forward to. They are neglected. All of their time and space are foggy slum. So, they spend their whole time in the slum. They don't look beyond the slum. So, blot their maps with slums as big as doom. As big as doom becomes a simile. Now what does the writer wants, uh, want us to do? He says nobody will take care of what is going on in the slum till we start marking them on the maps. He says all the cartographers who makes the, who make the maps well they are uh, affluent people, they are educated people so they don't want to mark these slums on the map. In On, on no map will you find these slums being marked. But he says If we mark them on the map, authorities will automatically take cognizance of the fact that they are there and they will work towards improving these slums. Otherwise, they will become a threat to the society. Now, how can the authorities work to improve these slums? That is the last paragraph the writer talks about. Unless governor, inspector, visitor... This map becomes their windows and these windows that shut upon their lives like catacombs. He says, unless these known people, the governor, the inspector and visitors, they make it a habit to visit these schools, nothing is going to improve in these schools. And these windows will shut upon their lives like catacombs. Catacombs are symmetries. It's only a one-way ticket. He says, that they will spell a doom for these slums. They will never ever improve. The children will never ever get out of the slums. So he appeals to the public. He says, breako, break open till they break the town. He appeals to the public. He appeals to anybody who is willing to listen. That is why this is an apostrophe. He says break or oh, break open till they break the town. He is appealing to these people to help the children break the shackles of the slum. Now who are they in this? If you look at they per se, they could stand for the visitor, for the governors, for the inspectors who will help the children to break the shackles of the slum. They could also stand for the children who will break the shackles later and show the children to the green fields. He says, let the children learn by exploring. These children have never seen anything like the green fields. They've only seen the dirty passages in their slums and make their world run azure on golden sands. Azure is blue. They have never seen the blue skies. Run on gold sands. Gold sands refers to clean areas. And let their tongues run naked into books. He says, give them education. They have never been educated properly. So they will lap up whatever is taught to them immediately. The white and green leaves open. Now white leaves open refers to the books. The green leaves open refers to the environment. History theirs whose language is the sun. Only those people make history who aim for knowledge. Now sun here is a metaphor for knowledge. He says only those people who have the courage and conviction to break free from constraints in life are the ones who prosper. One can make a mark only if you outshine the others. Education gives you power and strength like the sun which can change life. Thank you.